We will just now read a word and we will ask some brothers that they are coming to the front, that they pray with us. Before that, I would like to announce that we, of course, have today the last great meeting, as we call it. And then again, on the 2nd and 3rd of January, may God give grace that also all brothers and sisters in all places, wherever you are coming together in small groups, that you can have fellowship in the meantime. Fellowship among the believers is just very, very important. And therefore, may the Lord bless all. It's of course written, where two or three are gathered in my name, and they have to be found everywhere. Where two or three are not found, there something is not right. There something will not be right. We need fellowship. And believers cannot just remain for themselves. The fellowship belongs to it. And so, may the Lord bless you all that also what concerns this, that you not only are here once in a month, but also in the meantime, that you can have fellowship with the Lord and fellowship with one another. Then we have, I shall announce it here, but God willing, Really, God willing, and if time remains, next year, from the 3rd to the 13th of May, we will have an Israel trip, and I say it openly, whoever plans a holiday somewhere, he should plan it for Israel. We have nothing to seek in any beach, on any beach, on, a, on some kind of island. Their believers have nothing to do there. But in the land of the Bible, there we have both holiday and also an... Please register even today that the number gets full. Then... Now in December I will make my last trip this year, South America, from Peru, the Spanish-speaking countries are looked after. In Lima, Peru, we have regular TV programs. And there, many people are coming together under the preaching of the Word. And the sermons are recorded. And later on, they are sent out to all who are interested in them. The last station will be in Havana, Cuba, to preach the Word there after ten years. 
and to help the brothers and sisters there to find the spiritual orientation there because that's very important that we all find the orientation from the word and by the word. Then we have the year-end meeting in Zurich on Sunday, the 27th of December, and there with the Lord's Supper and with a love feast. And as I said, here on the 2nd and the 3rd of January, and the Lord God, may He be with us at all times by His grace. Also today, I just would like to mention briefly that Sister Donda, in her old age, in January she would have turned 90. She really went home saved. It was a joy. These, these two visits which, which I made, it was just a joy. It was wonderful. The peace of God, which is higher than all understanding of man. It really was shining from her face. And she looked up. And one of her last sentences was, Please, greet the whole church. And that's, I've done it now. And we are just very happy. I just say this now with laughing. She, in the 23 years of being alone, she was, she was cooking a duck for me every, every year. And I didn't forget it. It's just so nice to have memories in the earthly realm. Now, we have the great privilege also today to greet all our brothers from all peoples, tongues and nations. Last night, I could also greet Brother Gajewski. Please stand up. Where is Brother Gajewski? The Lord God bless you in a special way. East Prussia. Everywhere. Brother Frank was preaching the word and God lets come forth fruit everywhere. May all be blessed. And today I also would like to give you special greetings from Chile. There are always coming phone calls to express the inner fellowship in the spirit and in the word. And be honest, also, we are more and more, we are joined together, more and more. We remember the statements of Brother Brenham, only perfect love enters therein. Everything will cease. Prophecy will cease. Everything will cease. But the love of God, which is poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, it will take us up into glory.
For God so much loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that all who believe in Him should have eternal life. We believe in Him. We have received eternal life. God bless you, Brother Müller. God bless all brothers from all peoples, tongues and nations. We have new greetings from Finland, greetings from Africa, which we are passing on now. And we also would like to greet from this place all, all over the earth. And we trust the Lord God that He will make all things well and He will bring, he will bring it to pass in a glorious way unto the glorious day of His very soon return. This we don't have to emphasize once again. We all see Bible prophecy. It's in, her, in its fulfillment right now. And the Lord has opened our understanding for the scripture. Also for this, we are very, very grateful. Now, we will read a word from the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 19, and I would like to ask Brother Thomas that he reads us this word, and then I would like to ask Brother Gilbert and also our beloved brother from Kinshasa and our brother from Atlanta that all three of you are coming to the front and that you will then pray with us. Let us stand up. Let us read together Revelation chapter 19 verse 5 to 10. And a voice came out from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his bride has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he says unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, these are the true sayings of God. These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See, thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. Come, brothers, come now and pray with us. You can pray in your tribe's language. Come. 
and pray that God will bless. Our Heavenly Father, we are here to hear your word. You will speak to us this morning from the throne of grace. Thy word which goes forth from your throne has gathered us here. May you prepare every heart of us so that we receive your word which comes from your throne today. Last night you spoke in a mighty way to us. And do it again this morning, Lord. For our hearts are rejoicing of your presence. For we want to be ready for the wonderful return of Jesus Christ. Bless your servant. That your word falls into our hearts. We want to lay before you this day. May you give grace that we receive all corrections. For you want a bride without spot and wrinkle. We thank you once again, Lord, we have been blessed already. We are invited to partake of the marriage supper of the Lamb. We have received and heard this invitation. And therefore, we are here this morning to hear your word. We thank you that we may live now in this time. May the faith of the elect be strengthened this morning once again. Prepare us all and keep us. For our trust is in you alone. For you have said, gather me, my people, the people who made with me the covenant by sacrifice. It's a great privilege which you have given us, Almighty God 
that everything what you have given, that we may receive it and accept it. Our hearts are in expectation. Everything what you prepared for us this morning. We want to have a perfect fellowship with you. A personal fellowship with you. And that each one of us make, makes a new experience with you. This we ask this morning in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we are here to thank you with all our hearts, for today you will speak to us again. You are speaking to us today. You will say unto us what must be done, so that your well-pleasing can rest upon your people. We want to have fellowship with you, and we also want to be in fellowship with one another. We want to experience your word. Please give us your wisdom. We believe that it is your will that you are with us. Speak to us. Be with us. And take your servant. Use him. We are in your presence. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, Almighty, also we are here to be connected together with you. It's not by coincidence. We believe, as Paul said, that the God of our fathers has revealed His will unto us. And now we want to live in Your will. For thy words are spirit and life. You have given us everything what we need for our spiritual life. We thank you with all our hearts for everything. To do thy will. Amen. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy.
Amen. You may be seated. I have chosen this text on purpose because it's about that the bride of the Lamb is being prepared. That's what's all about today. Not about a religious business. Not about some kind of meeting. Today it's really about as our brother expressed in his prayer, gather me, my people, all those with whom I and they made a covenant through sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. It's just about that we are crucified with Christ, that our own life has ended, that we can say really of a truth, now I live no more, but Christ lives his life through me. It's just a desire, the longing of all those who belong to the bride, that they may please the bridegroom. As in the natural, a bride is preparing herself, so it is also happening in the spiritual. And then we also read that all who were ready, they went in to the marriage supper of the Lamb to have and to celebrate the supper with him, with the Lord. Only, only he who belongs now to the bride church, he will hear the last call and take it seriously. He will not misunderstand anything. He will not give his own private interpretation anymore. But as the bridegroom was the pure word, which became flesh, so also the bride is a pure word bride in which all the words of the scripture are coming to fulfillment as sure as they are written. Yesterday, it was on my heart to show you all how important the word of prophecy is and let us say it once again. If we would only have Revelation 10, if we would not have Daniel 12, then we could interpret what we don't want to do, what we never did. But the word of prophecy, which gives us then the insight that from the beginning, from the beginning of the oath is are only three and a half years left. This is really very valuable. It just belongs there. And it belongs to it. If one has touched one scripture, yeah, where do we go then? One goes to the next one. I tell you, the word of prophecy gives us the orientation. And then we can place the things properly. Let us remember 
two or three other scriptures. In Luke 4, our Lord was reading from the prophet Isaiah chapter 61 and he stopped in the middle of the verse. He only spoke of the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of vengeance, he could not read there because the day of vengeance was not up to date at the time. The day of vengeance is even today before us. He had to stop in the middle of the verse taking reference to that what has to happen then. You can go to Joel chapter 3 where it's written whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved for salvation will be on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. Peter in the book of Acts chapter 2 read only half of the verse. Just imagine he would have read the other things also. As it is written in the prophet Joel, in the second part of the same verse, for in Jerusalem and on Mount Zion will be salvation. Then all of us we have to, we would have to go to Jerusalem, to Mount Zion, to get salvation. I tell you, the word of prophecy is really very valuable. All the word of God, all the word of God is valuable like gold. Let us go to other scriptures. In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters. This is the one section. And then servants and handmaids, a totally different period of time. On sons and daughters, this concerns us in the time of the New Testament church. And then we go to the book of Revelation, chapter 7. Don't cause destruction on the earth until, until we sealed the servants on their foreheads. The, the, the one section, sons and daughters. The other period, servants and handmaids. I say it once again. The word of prophecy is valuable like gold. Just wonderful. And one could go from scripture to scripture. And one could just thanking and thanking and thanking. Because we mentioned it last night, we have a more sure word of prophecy, which we have, and we have it to that purpose that everything is placed divinely and biblically. And so, may the Lord God give us the grace, really giving us the grace, that we ourselves are also letting ourselves be placed into the will of God. That we not only can place the word of prophecy, but that we also ourselves are finding grace in the sight of God. Because the end result of the divine message, which is being carried into all the world, as it was never before. The Apostle Paul probably visited a, a couple of countries. On the way to Spain, he wanted to 
to travel via Rome. That's how we can read it. Brother Branham, he visited exactly 12 countries on his seven world trips. In nine of them he preached. And today, the revealed word, the divine message, has reached the ends of the earth. And wherever we cannot come ourselves, or where we have never been before, there the brochures are coming. Yes, the CDs, and what have you, so that really from all peoples, tongues and nations, the Bride Church is being called out. And I say it today, in the last great meeting of this year, what God has given us at this place is not my merit, not our merit. All of us, we did not know what would come, how it will be. Nothing did we know. But so much we did know that the Lord has a plan and that He has a program and that He lets us having part in it so that we are not standing outside but that we can be inside of the will of God. And if we claim this, if we are claiming this, then we want that we that we not just say that we are justified, but that we really can believe with all our hearts, believing what has happened on the 11th of June 1933, what was being said from the supernatural cloud in the December circular letter, which will be ready on the 1st of January, we say it in it, what was said at that time, on that day. Namely, when Brother Brennan heard repeatedly, look up, look up. And when he looked up, he saw the supernatural light and he heard the words from this light as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, so you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. I believe it in all simplicity. And I don't only believe it, but I have a direct part in it. We looked it up on the 1st of April, 1962, Brother Brenham was referring to it, that the Lord commanded him to store in the food. On the 2nd of April, the Lord spoke. Louisan Street, 160, of the storing in of the food. And then of the giving out, there on the 1st of April, and here on the 2nd of April. Everything laid from God in such a way, everything placed without you doing and without my doing. What could we do to it that we are here today, that we can believe today, as the scripture says? And then a word to our bro twelve brothers who are translating into various languages. Who was taking care for it? Who? That here, 
at the most humble place which there is on the face of the earth. Simpler cannot be any house of God than this is. And right here, right here, God has taken care for it. That now, in 12 languages, worldwide, it can be heard. And it can be watched even. That the last message is really reaching the ends of the earth. And so, we have a direct part, without effort. Just from God we were laid into it. And we are just doing what the Lord has commanded us. And it will be like this, as it is written. And his bride has prepared herself, has made herself ready. Hours like this, days like these, are preparation days. And we can say, we can time and again lay our will into the will of God. And not only saying, Thy will be done, but that we really mean it. That we really mean it. No own way anymore. No own will anymore. Have thine own will, O Lord. And as the church of the Lord, we have the desire, the wish, that all the false doctrines are remaining outside. Just remaining outside. We cannot change it. For instance, in the days of Moses, that Aaron, the brother of Moses, was making a, a golden calf and the, the, the dancing was started. We cannot change anything of what was and is. We cannot change that 250 came on the scene and they told Moses, you are not alone here. We are also here. God did not only speak to you, he also spoke to us. One cannot change anything about it. And I also will not spend... I have to accept it as it is. Everything has had to be and has to be as it was. So that the people can make their own decision on which side they would like to stand. And so we are really looking back to all these years. And as I said it already yesterday, alone in this year, 88 flights, taking off, landing, taking off, landing, from country to country, from city to city, to carry this wonderful message, to carry out the, the, the commission which the Lord has given by His grace. And then, personal experiences. For you, most probably they have no meaning for you at all. But for me, for me, I almost said, for me they have an eternal meaning, significance, but only for me, not for you. Although I could, can report the most wonderful experiences, for me, they have a meaning for me. For instance, when I saw and experienced the rapture in January 1981, 
I was taken up, looking to my right, and I saw the innumerable number, all dressed in white, all were young, 17, 18 years old, not more. I didn't say it because Brother Branham has seen it and said it. This I said because I have seen it and I experienced it. I was in the first row and I, I could look to my right. All these experiences, for me, they have a meaning. And also, especially, I just would like to mention it briefly. I had no idea that Brother Brenham had an accident on the 18th of December 1965. No idea. And how did it happen? A guiding of God. I just said, do with it what you like, do with it. On the 24th of December, 1965, at around 23 hours in the evening, I saw Brother Brenham on a cloud, bent over like this to the, to the front, in, in, in a suit. I have seen him going up. And I said, in this vision, in this experience, I said, Brother Brenham, but you are not the Son of Man. Why do I see you on this cloud going up, not knowing that it was the moment when he was taken from time into eternity? And if one then goes to Elijah and Elisha, that was said, when you see that I am taken up, such things, such things, one doesn't make up, one doesn't fabricate themselves somewhere or sometime, but God gives it, God gives it, so that at the right time, yes, Brother Gilbert, he just said very loudly, he called me on the 3rd of December and he said time and again, we are grateful for the 3rd of December. And up to the end, up to the end of my conversation, I didn't, I didn't notice what he wanted to express from the 3rd of December in this phone call. And when the phone call was at the end, I was thinking of myself, what did he mean with the 3rd of December? Yes. And the 3rd of December it was when Brother Brenham told me what the Lord spoke to me of the food that I should wait with the giving out and such brothers with whom we are connected. These are carrying these experiences in their hearts and they know that we are not telling stories but that we are, we are telling to the people of God what He did and we, that we are passing on what He entrusted to us. And so, we will walk on together with the Lord until we come from believing unto seeing. Some scriptures now which are in my heart, about the love of God, which has to be perfected in us. 
because only perfect love enters therein. And then we have, especially in the Gospel of John, in chapter 13, we have a word of the Lord about love. You all know, at this place, we spoke much about Bible subjects, but probably not so much about love. But the love of God has to be poured out by the Holy Spirit. One cannot do it by, by one's own self. It has to be an experience with God. Here in John chapter 13, from verse 34, John 13, from verse 34, 35, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Is it already like this with all of us? That this true divine love without respecting of persons is among one another manifested with the same love which God has loved us. We shall love one another. May God give grace to it, because the love is the bond of perfection. And God wants to bring us into perfection. If it is about knowledge, then Paul writes, knowledge will cease. Prophesying, prophesying will cease. Everything will cease. But the love of God comes to perfection in us as it came to perfection in the redemption. And God has taken all our guilt and sin from us. He laid it upon the Lamb of God. And we are free for all times. We found grace in the sight of God. We were chosen before the foundation of the world to in this time hearken to this, what the Spirit is saying unto the churches and to line up with God and His Word regardless of what people are saying. God will not ask the people when he speaks the judgment to you. We have to just understand, to understand. The Lord wants that we take, that we live out his word, that we live out his character among one another. Once again, this wonderful word, from John 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love one to another. 
So, never saying a negative word to some man about any brother or sister. Please don't do it. And whoever thinks to have to bring something to the Lord, then let him do as the Lord said. Go into your chamber, close the door behind you, and speak with your God who is in secret. And then God will answer. We have to know what we say to God. We have to know what we say to men. Just making a difference so that we don't cause any damage. Not hurting any brother or sister. Just, just being embedded in love. Then we have the wonderful word in John 14. John 14. And here it's the verses 16 and 17. 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter, that ye may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you, you know him. Let us say it openly. What do we have today? According to the stat statistics, 550 million Pentecostals, charismatics, all over the earth. And if one sometimes watches CNN to listen to the news, then the whole program is full with such people and without judging. It's a religious theater, circus. Everyone is doing what he likes. Everyone believes what he likes. All are doing what they like. But the bright church is being separated, is being called out. Also this word we have in Daniel chapter 12, right after it was said, when it will take place, many will be purified and many shall be made white and tried. With the last message, the separation, the purification and cleansing is just connected. And this brings us back, this brings us back to 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1, that we shall cleanse ourselves from everything. Then we have here in John 14, verse 26, John 14, verse 26, but the Comforter, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. 
It's the Holy Spirit who inspired the Word, who dictated the Word. Holy men spoke from God, driven by God, and they wrote down the things. And we have the Holy inspired Word of God. And the Word is being revealed to us and made alive to us by the Holy Spirit. We don't have to make any effort to it to understand what God wants to say to us. It is being revealed to us. The simplest child of God can understand what God reveals. He doesn't need any op uh, private lessons for it. Then we have the wonderful scripture in the Gospel of John, chapter 15. John 15, verse 16 and 17. Here we read, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Then verse 17, These things I command you, that ye love one another. May I insert here something? May I add here that it is possible that God could not answer our prayers in such a way because our lack of love amongst one another. As Brother Branham has said it very clearly, The, the atmosphere is very important. And this we said already last time. In his simplicity, he used the example of the breeding of eggs. It's the, the warmth, the heat. And if one looks at an, at an egg, one doesn't see anything. But then comes the warmth, the heat. And now comes the, the chicken, yeah. The heat takes care that the germ of life which is in this egg, and before that there had to be a fertilization. If there was no fertilization, then there is a, there is a stinking egg coming out. There had to be a fertilization first. A connection to God had to be established first. And suddenly, suddenly, picks, picks, and the egg opens and the chicken comes out. How is it with us? It's the same. It's the heat, the warmth, the Holy Spirit. Maybe this word. Yes, in Genesis, there we read, the Spirit of God was hovering upon the deep. That the original word is like breathing, sending out warmth, heat. The Spirit of God was sending out warmth upon the deep. The rain takes care that the seed dies and the sun takes care that the seed comes up and that the life comes forth from this seed. 
Everything belongs to it, and therefore we have to be acquainted on our inside that we are now have reached a period where God and His Word wants to accomplish in us for what it was sent for. And we may say it time and again, then we go to Romans chapter 12 and we see how Paul has set forth everything in such a wonderful way. He was that man whom God could use to speak about spiritual gifts, about ministries, about elders, about deacons. He wrote down everything what belongs also to the local church. Nothing did God forget. Everything was left to us in the Holy Scripture. Here, in Romans chapter 12, we read from verse 9, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Without hypocrisy, not with two faces, but with a pure heart. With a pure heart, love one another with all your heart. Verse 10, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Fervent in the Spirit, serving the Lord. Verse 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Then, the next part. Distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Also, this belongs to it, to have open eyes. Where are needs? Where can somebody do something? Where, where one can help? Then comes to it, verse 14, Bless them which persecute you. Bless them which persecute you. Also, this belongs to it. The Lord says, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. It just belongs to it. Then, verse 16, be of the same mind, one toward another. Mind not high things, but associate to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Then, verse 18, If it be possible, as much as depends on you, Live peaceable, peaceably with all men. 
From, from our side, we keep peace. But who, who cannot keep it are those who have no peace with God. As the songwriter sings this German song, when peace like a river flows through my soul. Let us read other scriptures in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, and here we have verse 1 and 11 in particular. Romans 8, verse 1 and 11. Therefore, is there, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. No. And no means no. Just justified by the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. To no brother, to no sister one can make an accusation. Not at all. Everything the Lamb of God nailed to the cross. And by faith in Jesus Christ, we by the blood of the Lamb once for all are justified. Yes, acquitted. Then, verse 11, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. And so, we have one scripture after the other, up to our changing of our bodies at the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. In Romans chapter 5, we have, of course, in verse 1, this powerful scripture, Romans 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, let us receive the redemption, the full redemption, the full salvation. Let us receive it by faith. And let us come to a rest in God. There is a rest for the people of God. A rest in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Where we are coming to rest from all our own works and are resting in the work of the full redemption by His grace. Living out the life of our Redeemer by His grace. Then we have the wonderful word in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and then also in chapter 13 of the love of God, of the love of God, in which everything has to be embedded. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, here we read from verse 27. 
of the setting of the ministries in the church of our Lord. Before that, we are reading in verse 12 and 13. Let us read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 12 and 13. For as the body is one and has many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. And now it comes. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Having been made all drink to, into one Spirit. Then, comes the setting in of the ministries from verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ. Did we become it already? Are we baptized into one body? Are we melted together in one body? One body, many members, and Christ is the head. Then, verse 27, Now, ye are the body of Christ, and members individually. And, and now it comes. And God has set some in the church, first apostles. We all know the scripture. Apostles, prophets, teachers. God has set. God has to speak out commissions. He has to appoint. In the body of the Lord, harmony has to be. And this harmony can only be if everything is taking place under the leading of the Holy Spirit. Wherever people are taking over, then there comes a disruption. But the moment has come where we have to ask God that He takes over the full leadership over all of us, that we all are submitting into the will of God. We don't need to say it once again, time and again, that the time is running out, and that we really, that we are entering into the last phase. As we said already last night, as Israel, right at the end, when it will be established again, every tribe will have its own borders again. Ordered and as God wanted it originally. That's how it has to be in the restoration of all what God promised. That's how it has to be in the church. Everything has to be restored so that the Lord has His church in which He can dwell and walk and where He can manifest Himself. Because that's what's all about. That's what's all about. That God has a dwelling place on earth, a place where He can manifest Himself. 
where he can come to his right in his church, where he can give gifts and tasks and duties, where his will truly can happen in reality. Then we come to chapter 13, 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, one of the most powerful chapters. And though I speak with tongues of men and end of angels, and have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And here we have a mirror before our eyes. And it ends with verse 13, in chapter 13. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love. Because of love, He has chosen us before the foundation of the world. Because of love, He came to us. Because of love, He went to the cross, has given a full redemption, reconciliation, grace and salvation. And we may receive this gift of the grace of God fully. And as we emphasized already, now we may hearken to that what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Without judging, did you ever hear that in all the great charismatic programs, God can come to His right who comes to his right there? Bishop so-and-so, this and that, and we are not interested in this at all. We don't need a religious business. We need God in our midst, that God comes to his right in his church, and that we are having part in what God is doing right now. So, when our friend from Norway, who is now in Geneva, with all the economical movement, our friend said, the Lutheran Church shall also accept Mary. She is not only Catholic, she is also Lutheran. And so she shall also play her role in the Lutheran Church. In the Church of Jesus Christ, nobody plays a role. Only the Lord. Only the Lord. Only the Lord. The great task which Mary received from God, the greatest task which ever was given to a woman, to a virgin, she fulfilled it. And that's, that's, that's it. Full stop. Then we can go on. And then she's mentioned only one time in the book of Acts, chapter 1, that also Mary was among the 120 in the upper room. And then we don't hear anything of her anymore. But the churches are uniting. They are seeking a consensus. 
They want to agree. They just want to agree. No. And we want to agree with God. With the word of God, we want to agree. With the divine message, we want to agree. Just lining up with God and His word. And so, being prepared under the glorious day of the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now the wonderful place from Galatians, chapter 4 and 5. In Galatians, chapter 4, we read the wonderful words, 4 to 6, Galatians 4, verse 4 to 6, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, subject under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. What a wonderful word. That we, not for his sake, it happened for your sake, for my sake, for our sakes, so that we might receive the adoption of sons. Then, verse 6, And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. When the time was fulfilled, let us say it open and freely. When the end time came to fulfillment, God gave a new commission to call out the bright church. As we emphasized many times, the Lord had all his prophets and apostles. He took, he took them. But the word which God revealed to them left, was left with us until this very day. Forty-four years have passed now since the going home of Brother Brenham. And the word of the Lord has become clearer and clearer to us. We have seen more and more since then. From clarity to clarity we went. Just wonderfully laid. We can say, we can say of it with all our hearts, God, in all these years, He didn't leave us on the same stand. We were growing spiritually and God has given grace over grace. And we not only came to hear God's word, we are here because we got the word of God revealed by the Holy Spirit. Not men have taught us, but the Holy Spirit has taught us by His grace. And the word from Galatians, chapter 5, Galatians, chapter 5, 13, 13, 14, 15. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Tremendous. 
verse 15, But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. By grace, we have to take care that no biting, no devouring, no evil speaking, no slandering, that really the atmosphere is not spoiled anymore. But if we have something, that we just bring it before the throne of God, and that the divine harmony is being established, and being kept, that we are always sure what do my words accomplish, what I say now. Then in the same chapter, verse 18 and 19, here we have the listing. Everybody can read it himself. The listing of the old man and what it brings with. Then at the end it says, from verse 21, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. A full list, a whole list of all the things which close us out from the kingdom of God. Then, in verse 22 to 24, but the fruit of the Spirit, let us read it, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Then verse 25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And then it goes on and on. Here we have the description of the way, the description of the way in the Word of God. Also this, we time and again said, brothers and sisters, the time has come in which the virtues of our Lord, the nature and life of Jesus Christ has to be lived out in us and through us. It is not only enough that we read and mention Leviticus 17, verse 11 and 14, that the life is in the blood, but that the divine life which was in the blood of the Redeemer, that it, that it can be in us by His grace and that it can be lived out through us so that we really, as we are told in 1 John chapter 5, as it is left to us there. 1 John, chapter 5, verse 7, 8 and 
Verse 8. And there are three that bear witness the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. Then the wonderful text before our eyes from Revelation 19 which we read together. I just read verse 11. Perhaps verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come and his bride has made herself ready. Where does this apply today? Of course only there where the call of the bridegroom goes forth. And as John said, the friend of the bridegroom hears the, the, the voice of the bridegroom. And this joy is now complete. What did you hear? Did you only hear the voice of the friend? Or did you hear the voice of the bridegroom? Do you, do you like to read this word? A very important word which we should really take heed to. John chapter 3, verse 29. John 3, verse 29. He that has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. The friend, the friend of the bridegroom, who hears it, rejoices about the bridegroom's voice. Did you only have seen the signpost? Or did you, did we, hear the voice of the bridegroom? The bride will not be connected and joined with the friend of the bridegroom. The bride is connected with the bridegroom. And that's what's about today. That also here, clarity comes by God himself. And then John says here, This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. So, not the connection from the people to the signpost, to the, to, to, to the preparer of the way, but just the connection to the way. The connection must be from God to the people and from the people to God. And God has to namely that our connection is from us to God and from God to us so that we are really connected with Him. I'll tell you why. If one hears all the statements of the friend of the bridegroom, then the brothers can come to different conclusions. But if one hears in all things the voice of the bridegroom, 
If one takes everything back to the word of prophecy, to the doctrinal word, if one takes everything back into the Old and New Testament, from the prophets up to the prophetic book of the Bible, the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ, then, then there's only one voice, not three or four, only one, one voice. And the one voice is always right because it's the voice of God, the voice of the Word of God. I say this with great pain, with agony. Many are connected with a friend of the bridegroom, are glorifying the friend of the bridegroom, are doing all kinds of things with him. But the bride, the bride is connected with the bridegroom. And we've received the grace from God. Really, the grace from God we received to differentiate where the Lord speaks with us, what He has told us and revealed to us. May the Lord God bless especially all our brothers who are ministering with the Word. Don't bind the people to yourself. But seek to establish the connection to God so that we are not following a man and his doctrines, but that we are following the Lord who said, Follow me. And so we believe out of conviction that we now carry the last message. Out of the same conviction we can say the return of Jesus Christ is very near. Nobody knows whether it will be weeks or months or even years. But one thing is sure. The signs of the time speak a very clear language that we just have to hearken to it. We cannot bypass it. If our Lord says, when you see these things coming to pass, then lift up your heads, for your redemption is drawing near. It's happening. We are living now. We see it now. And by grace, we have heard the voice of the bridegroom, the true word. And as we read in Revelation 19, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy. So, the word of prophecy, the prophetic word, was revealed to us by grace, was given to us. And by the Holy Spirit we are laid into all the truth to our God who has started his work, a wonderful work, who has risen in victory, who has ascended in triumph to heaven, and in the same triumph he will descend again. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the victor of Calvary. And all the enemies, all the enemies, will be made his footstool. Just rely on it. He has the last word. And only he could say, to me is given all the power in heaven and on earth. 
Today we want to ask God that He gives us the first love, the first love, just everything, giving it to us by His grace, whatever we need to be part when our Lord and Redeemer returns. Blessed and praised be His wonderful name. Amen. We stand up. Perhaps the two sisters will sing us a song. And we also sing a song, Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. Und 
der Bräutkamm kommt und wer und verletzt, ihm seine Treue hält bis zuletzt, wird über Großes der Eins gesetzt, wachet der Herr kommt bald. Herr, wir wollen in Bereitschaft stehen, eifrig sein im Wachen und im Flehen, bis du erscheinst, Herr, bis wir dich sehen und dir entgegengehen. Der Bräutkamm kommt und holet die Braut, die sich auf Erden schon ihm vertraut. Die auf sein Kommen stündlich geschaut, wachet der Herr kommt bald. Herr, wir wollen in Bereitschaft stehen, eifrig sein im Wachen und im Flehen, bis du erscheinst, Herr, bis wir dich sehen. Und dir entgegengehen. Herr, wir wollen in Bereitschaft stehen, eifrig sein im Wachen und im Flehen, bis du erscheinst, Herr, bis wir dich sehen und dir entgegengehen. Amen. Amen. Who wants to be part of it? Amen. This is Matthew 25. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. And before 25 is written 24, that the food will be given out. And then the transition to that What then is written in 25, everything is placed in order by God. We just need to get it revealed. And then letting ourselves be placed into the plan of salvation of our God. Who is ready to be part of it? and to trust the Lord that he will make all things well. May all over the earth be blessed in all peoples, tongues and nations and tribes. As God said to Abraham in his first conversation, in thee shall all kindreds of the earth be blessed. And as Paul repeated it in Galatians 3, that in Christ the blessing has come upon all nations. And as Paul sets forth that according to Romans 11 first, the church is being completed. And then the Lord reveals himself to the people of Israel. We see everything. And we may have part in it by grace. You didn't waste your time. 
You also didn't waste your costs. It will be worth it to hear the word of God because that's how it is written. God will send a famine for his word, to hear his word, and the hunger is here. And we thank God today, especially for all our brothers. I say it, I repeat it, in 12 languages, all the children of God can hear us, they can witness, they can have part in that, what God is doing right now. And I just would like to thank all who speaking other languages, that you bear with us, that you have patience with us, with the German language. We cannot change it, just like that. But we thank God that we have our brothers who translate for you. And we have good translators, blessed translators by God. And all are being blessed. And to be honest, from my side, I know when I translate, then the sermon is better than the preacher held it. This was my motive, always. I always took care that the sermon, whether the preacher did it the right way, I just wanted to make it perfect. I have the same impression with all our brothers there on top. What I cannot do it so properly, they can bring it over. They can bring it. Not so, Brother Schlebeer. They are bringing the word. This is a blessing. Just rejoice with us. We thank God for all of you from all neighboring countries of Europe, from all Africa, from all over the earth. Take greetings with you to Atlanta. Greetings to Kinshasa. Brother Joseph also phoned. He's sending regards. We are just joined in the Lord with all our brothers and sisters worldwide. May the Lord have His way with all of us by His grace. As it was announced, on the first Saturday and Sunday in January, we are again here on the 27th of December in Zurich, in between in South America, to redeem the time and to carry the wonderful word. Remember me in your prayers. Remember the whole mission work so that the word of the Lord may run swiftly. And God willing, we will write one of the most, most important circular letter in December so that you can have it in the German, English and the French language and other languages on the first weekend in January. God willing, you can have it at a time. We have arrived at a very special point of time and the Lord will have His way with us until the end. And whoever would like to go to Israel, he can register in the office at Sister Elizabeth. Now we ask Brother Müller to come to pray with us. Please come and pray with us.
Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you with all my heart that I could be here at these two meetings. You are so faithful, Lord. You have opened the understanding for the scripture to us. My God, many scriptures we know already, but I remember this scripture. We have a more sure word of prophecy. How long? Until the morning star arises, which you are. Then your love will shine forth. Blessed be your wonderful name. Our, law, our heart is longing for it. Please bless every heart. Oh God, please be with each one. Also those who are connected online. We are joined with everyone. For you are proving your word. And I thank you for it. And I ask you especially, be with our brother. When he again goes out, keep him and be with him. So that his commission, which you have given him, can be carried out. We just want to be ready, Lord that we can cry out, Come, Lord Jesus, come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise, honor, and glory be unto you. The last stanza of Sing Song 28. And now, as suggested, Song 28. Amen. He blessed us.